episode 72 of The Platformers, a show about nerd culture with just two bros growing out all bro-like. I am your host, Brian Barnett. I am your co-host, Chris Schreiber. Uh, tonight, we are going to talk about, or today, or in the morning, or whenever you're listening to this, we're going to be talking about the Game Awards. We're going to be talking about PlayStation Experience. We're going to be talking about all kinds of emotional experiences and things that drove us to the brink of madness. So, where, my delightful co-pilot, would you like to start? Well, you gave me such a, a good intro into madness. So let's talk about Assassin's Creed Origins for the PlayStation 4. <laughs> All right. I bought, what did you tell us? I bought this game per your recommendation, Brian Barnett. And let me tell you, I fucking hate this game. And well, I will never buy an Assassin's Creed game ever again after having played this game for five hours. Wow. Okay. Yeah. All right. This game is the epitome. Uh, every time I use the phrase "a game that is up its own ass," I'm talking about Assassin's Creed Origins. Like this game is the epitome of that statement. Like the environments are beautiful, the character models are great. Some of them, not all of them. Um, the cat, like the animals think- themselves, look awesome. Like the camels, look great in in the game. Um, yeah, for sure. Dude, Wanderer is like one of my favorite mounts in any game ever. I I didn't get it. I don't think it's the one that you start with. Oh, it's, it's the one the you start with. That, right, never mind. It's the camel you start with. All I'm right. like I love I because I got um I got Fang, which is uh one of like the um it's part of the like bonus pack or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a horse that has a bunch of like serpents' fangs and snakeskin and stuff all over it. And uh, so I I rode on that for about five minutes, and I was like, I miss Wanderer. I'm gonna get him back over here. So, I don't, for every, and like the mount, I'm glad you brought up the mounts, because the mounts was like the, the first thing where I noticed where I was like, this is just bad design. Like, this mm. doesn't, wor- and, you know, chime in at any time if you want, but a game shouldn't have a system in it. Like, a game knows that it's bad when one of the buttons is go to objective, which, the, so the way that that works is you hop on a mount, if you have an objective that you're trying to get to and you have it marked on your map as like, this is where I want to head, you can hit a button that says go to objective and then the the animal just walks there. And you're literally... It's like the car in Final Fantasy 15. Like, there's no... Except so much better. No, it's not. It's fucking awful. It's slow. Like, you can't even mush the goddamn thing. It takes you forever to get off of it. I'm, I'm like, I'm hitting circle. Why is not or whatever button it is. Why can't I get off? I'm hitting the button. And then all of a sudden, oh, okay, now I'll get down. Like, everything in this game is unresponsive. Um, the, I don't understand the point of the eagle. Like, why is it there? Why does it even have to exist in this game? It's there to help you find the stuff that you're looking for. Or, or you could just, like, you know, put it on a map like in Shadow of War, which is a great fucking game, which I've started playing this week. And I can just, if I'm running around and I go, oh, look, there's an objective over there. I'm going to get to it. Instead of, let me walk across the fucking desert or through this town so I can get to it. Brian, I I, I am so frustrated at how much I hate this game because I wanted to like it so much. Well, and because I liked it so much. You liked and it got great reviews. And Oh, it's different. Assassin's Creed has changed. It's so I much mean, better. It is. They've it is made, different. It's, it's definitely different. I don't think it's different for the better. I think the changes that they made, like, 
I appreciate the fact that they picked a different locale and that it's in Egypt and all that. Oh, dude, Egypt's dope. I don't think it works for this franchise at all. Really? So much of the game is a flat plane until you're inside of a tomb. So you miss climbing, which is like the worst part of Assassin's Creed. Yeah. But that's that, funny because I think that it's best in this game. The climbing is, well, and is that's the best what, in this I game. think that's what frustrated me. Is like for everything that's great about this game, there's something that it's like, yeah, but it could have been this, but it's not. Like they they had a climbing mechanic where there were so many moments where I was running around the map and I'm thinking there's no way I'm gonna be able to get over there. Like it's this tiny sliver of land thinking this isn't Breath of the Wild, like I'm not gonna be able to do it. And all it just worked. Like all the platformings the mechanics of platforming is great in this game, but yes. You don't get to use for, it enough <laughs> for I think the first time ever. Yeah, like because even even the changes that they made, and I know that um, I think I was talking to Hope Corrigan about this, and uh, she was saying that she missed uh, some of the traversal mechanics from Syndicate, but I just don't like Syndicate anywhere near as much as this. So, um, but I think that if they had incorporated some of the lessons that they had learned from this and put that in Syndicate that would have made for maybe a better experience because they did have a lot of stuff that was built up. Um, and then obviously in Italy and, you know, the different, you know, different settings like that. Yeah. I didn't play Unity, so I don't know how it was in France, but... Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I have Unity. I never played it. I don't think I ever will now. Actually, quick question. Did you play 3? Uh, I have 3. Yeah, I did play a little bit of 3. I was not a big fan of it. Okay. Because 3 is spread out very similar um, to the way that... Um, this one is. Yeah. I just, I don't like how, like, there's not enough things for you to climb on. Um, yeah, and that was, that was, like, one of the biggest things that got me so frustrated, as I said. Like, they finally got the mechanic right, and I can't even use it unless I'm in a specific mission. Whereas, in Assassin's Creed 2 and uh, Revelations and Brotherhood, I spent so much time trying to figure out, okay, is the camera positioned correctly? Okay, now I can jump to this next point. And mm. though, like, I wish that they had these controls in Italy. And then, like, that would be the perfect Assassin's Creed game. I mean, what about the contr- what about the controls for fighting? For oh, combat? oh, oh, Brian. Oh, Brian. I don't know how anyone in their right mind can tell, can say with a straight face that the controls in this game, as far as combat are concerned, are good. Because they're not. Like, it, you don't even... Any any system, I'm sorry, but like any system that is a third person like hand to hand combat kind of deal, and you have the ability to lock on to somebody, you shouldn't be allowed to get attacked from the other sides. You just shouldn't, because so like if it, let's say there's an enemy in front of me, and yeah. I'm I'm trying to guard and block and do all this stuff, I shouldn't be able to get an axe swung into my back from behind. You can't even see where they're coming from. But that. Why is that? You think that people should be honorable and fight you one at a time? No, but I'm saying like don't don't build the system that way. Cuz like in more Shadow of Mordor and Batman and um all the other Assassin's Creed games, like and I'm not saying like Assassin's Creed 2 and all those other ones have like great combat cuz like it's they not don't. great it's... but it it works. It works a hell of a lot better than this does. Oh man, I really disagree. But I, I understand. So, so what do you think the solution is? Do you think zoom out the camera so that you can see somebody coming? I think zoom out the camera and like just come up with a better. Like I should be able to snap between. Like I was actually thinking, 
this would really benefit from like Kingdom Hearts, um, like a Kingdom Hearts kind of combat style where literally every game would. I know, but like if you were able to lock onto one character, and then if you see somebody coming, you can go, oh, okay, and just hit like R one or something. Yeah, and then pivot and start attacking them. Like, there's no good way to get out of that. Like, there were so many moments where I would try and hit because I think it's right trigger or like R three to uh, get in and out of locking onto somebody. Mm. Um, and there were so many moments I would turn on photo mode because I would hit both of them <laughs> and I'd be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like, more more than any other game in that never happened to me. That's oh crazy. my god, I did it so many times. Like more than any other game in probably the past six months. Like I can't even think of another game that I've played that I out loud was like, "Why am I fucking wasting my time?" And Jess was like, "You are not having fun. Like you should just stop playing this." And I was like, "I have to give it a chance." Like. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I have to figure out the mechanics and like this game is just not for me. Like I cannot play it. I wasn't I wasn't sure about the combat at first. Like when they had you do the the first combat encounter with that guy the big dude. in the arena. Yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. And then I got used to it. Um do you fight him or do you fight the other guys first like the group of like three guys when you meet up with your buddy and then they ride back to town um i want to say you fight you f- the big guy first you fight right? the big and guy then, first because okay, then because the that's when they teach okay. you like um yeah they teach you the combat and stuff and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you go through the tomb and then you escape out there and then you fight those three guys and meet up with your buddy and head right. back into town yeah okay okay yeah but i wasn't sure about that during that encounter i felt a little bit better during the fight with those three guys yeah uh, and then as I fought more guys in the, in the, like when you go up to your home and like you're, you're stealthing up behind people, I'm like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm getting into this. Like I'm, I'm starting to get into the stealth rhythm of choking people I, out and stuff. That was the other thing. Like there weren't enough, uh, I felt like there weren't enough opportunities for, and maybe it's just like, I haven't played a stealth game in so long, which is totally possible. Cause the last Splinter Cell game to come out was Blacklist and I didn't even play that. Um, the I last stealth game you played was probably the last of us. Yeah, and yeah, but that's like a way different scenario than this. I mean, it is, but it's still. I mean, it is a stealth game, but like, there, I feel yeah. like there weren't enough. Like, you can't. I don't think you can snap to cover in this game. If you can, I didn't figure out how. Um, you can. It's not like it's not like a hard snap like Gears. It's kind of like um. Not really like Uncharted either. It's like it's kind of like a soft snap. Yeah. Um, but like it works. Like I've leaned out, you know, from behind stuff. Like there were there were way too many moments where I thought, like I remember one in particular. I was crouched in the in like a patch of vegetation. I don't know what it was, and mm-hmm. I would go up to a wall and lean against it. And I'm thinking, okay, like I'm in cover now. I'll just pop around the side and get this guy. And then all of a sudden, I just walk out, and this guy starts attacking me. And I'm like, oh, good. Everyone knows I'm here now. And then I got to work oh, with this shitty combat yeah. system. Like, that just kept happening. And I like... Oh, interesting. Maybe I was just doing it wrong, which is very possible, but... I had that happen a couple of times to me. Typically, when I would wait, like, behind someplace, I would just wait for them to come up and round the corner. Sometimes they would see me, and I'd be like, oh, I guess I didn't do it properly. Yeah. So, I, it's it definitely wasn't a system that I perfected. Yeah. Um... But so, when I was able to make it work, it was, like, really great. Like, yeah. you know, because you have that moment where somebody comes up and you grab them from around the corner, pull them back, stab them, throw them in a bush. 
And I'm just like, all right. And then I waited for the next guy. I did that to like five, six guys in a row. And I'm like, how are you not catching on to this? Like, yeah, yeah. I've just taken out your entire platoon and you're just like, do, 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 wandering over here. See what's going on. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And maybe like maybe my, my play style has gotten more aggressive and like quick. And I think part mm-hmm. of it is because of Shadow of Mordor. Like you can quote unquote like sneak up on somebody in that game by like literally like running up to them and they, if they like are still reacting to you then being like huh i didn't realize you were here like hmm. you can immediately grab them and just fucking stab them in the neck and they die oh okay but you can't so do that in like, assassin's uh, creed yeah so maybe it's just you're you've, you've grown accustomed to something and now that's what you realize you want from the game i guess and and, and ac didn't have it but like so i that's... i definitely remember doing that in ac one and two where you could run up to a guy from the front and like get them in the throat or something oh like that. yeah like the like the tackle yeah or whatever yeah 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 um so i i don't know i like i and i really wanted to like this game because i mean obviously i was very invested in the series before but ever since three like i never really got sucked back in um i really just think and and i i since then i've played black flag the vita one um i forget what that was called liberation um three i didn't play syndicate i didn't play unity and then this one and i just i don't think i'll ever go back to the series because clearly i'm expecting it to be one thing and it's just not ever going to be that and that's fine so okay so here's a question have you thought about doing it in museum mode I i don't know what that means there's a mode in this game that they introduced that's called museum mode where you there's no combat. Why would I ever do that? That sounds like the most boring... Like, this game is already boring enough. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even know that they had a mode that was like, do you want to be bored out of your fucking mind? Just well, no, play because this it's game. Like, it's like go on a, on a tour of Egypt and like go check out all the cool stuff that's around. I mean, like, good for them for doing I that. I haven't done but, it, like, but... I will never do that. Okay. Like, okay. even just, like, wa- it sucks. Like, walking around this game, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, this is a beautiful environment. The- these are interesting characters. <laughs> he said angrily. <laughs> these are, like, like the-, the color palette is more expansive in this game than any other Assassin's Creed game. And, and you you're in so? a- I think so. I, um, as far as, I like, think Bla- what the I characters are wearing and everything. Sure. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like, just I like, you meant, like, very, like, it's very detailed. Like, the, there's a yeah. part where you have to, like, carry a guy, um, and, like, to his family that, like, are dead, and, like, he's being mm-hmm. buried with them. And, like, yeah. the tapestries are, like, very beautiful and, like, very. Oh, yeah. Like, the attention to detail in this game is insane. Yeah. And I'm looking at all this, and I'm like, I hate that I don't like this game because I want to, I want to spend time in this world, but I don't at all because it's so fucking boring that's there, a bummer there's too much of just like running back and forth and it's not it's not in a fun way like shadow of mortar and or shadow of war rather which I, the other game i've been playing does it and i kept saying it to jess i was like this game is literally the definition of no bullshit this is a video game just have fun where if i'm scaling a wall and it's a thousand feet high Guess what? I'm half of a uh, 
Oh my god. Wraith. A wraith, thank you. I was like a wealth because a wraith and elf combined in my head. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I'm half a wraith. Bruce Shriver, half a wealth. Half half a wealth. And uh, you can scale like that nine percent hitting you pretty hard right now. What? (laughs) That nine percent hitting you pretty hard right now. Yeah, I'm drinking. For those of you, yeah, I told him before the show started. I'm drinking uh, Weyerbacher's Merry Monks. It's nine point three percent. It's a it's a beer. It's definitely a beer. Mm -hmm. Um, but no, like you you can scale a building super quickly. The upgrade system, it's literally just popping in and out in that game and just saying, oh, which one do I want? Okay, great, and you got that. Um, like Assassin's Creed, it's is like it, which is path it better do you than the first take? one because the first one did not grab me at all. Um, I would say so far as what I've played, it's pretty much like let's just make Shadow of Mordor, but just put more stuff in it. Like the combat Sh- is identical. Yeah, um, Shadow of Mordor just seemed to me to be like a less interesting Batman. Well, and that's what I was gonna say. Like, it's pretty much like if you're not into Lord of the Rings, like don't play the game. Bottom line, like I, I'm amazed at what they're able to do with the lore. It, the game takes place between the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah, because isn't it like, is it canon? I thought it was. Uh, no. Well, I mean, it's not like I anything that kinda, Tolkien yeah, wrote. Yeah, it's kind of weird because they're they're not letting them use the Lord of the Rings name. Yeah. So. Hmm. Yeah, I don't. But know. like, it's not based on anything that. He wrote, it's more just like, here's, like, Shelob is like the... Oh, for sure. Because, like, the ability to go freaking half-wraith and stuff like that is, like, totally not consistent. That's not a thing, but... With, yeah. It totally works because video games, like, and it works yeah, really exactly. well. Um, And the way that Shadow of Mordor ends... Um, sorry, I thought I had a burp. Oh, I do. Oh, dear. Um, The way that Shadow of Mordor ends, it... It almost makes it where Shadow of War opens up with this like Metroid style kind of moment where they say you're like this super powerful being and you're going to lose all of that and now you have to go and get it back. Hmm. And cuz like if you haven't played spoilers for that game, if you haven't played Shadow of Mordor, um the game ends with um the Wraith character, I can never remember his name. It's like weird. Um but uh, it's not Italian. It's uh, no, because that's the human. That's guy's the name. human. It's um, that's Troy Baker's name. Yeah. Uh, Shadow of Mordor. Uh, oh my god! I played this game for like fifteen minutes, and it it's begins like on the with C. Calibrimbor. Yeah. Um, Calibrimbor goes and creates like another ring of power so that you can defeat Sauron, and Sauron like tries to get the ring of power from you, and like all that. So you end up defeating. So then you'll have two. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and that's basically what it is: is he creates another ring, and puts like all of his soul into this ring so that, um, they can defeat him. And now they have this ring, and they're like super badass. And Shelob takes it in the first like five minutes of the game, and then you have to get it back. So mm. you lose like all your powers, and you have to re- get it again. And the Nemesis system is there, and that's amazing. Wait a second. Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. If he's so, if the, if the Wraith is so powerful and he pours all of his power into the ring, aren't you the same amount as powerful as you were before, except if somebody takes the ring, you're now totally vulnerable? 
Because if he pours all no, of his essence he, and all of his power into the ring, he doesn't amplify his power because the power that like you just minus the power from him and no, put but it in he, the ring, like, and now people can just take it. No, 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 no. So like the power left him, went into the ring. Talion was wearing it, and then the ring went to Shelob. So Shelob has all of his power, and the wraith, yeah. like the little strength that he has left, goes into Talion. And then that's what no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when he made the ring so they could fight Sauron, that doesn't make any sense because you wouldn't be by putting his. He's just imprisoning his power inside of a ring. That doesn't make him any stronger. Oh, I get what you're saying. That makes him weaker, and then people can take his power, whereas before they couldn't. Because I don't was know, man. I watched the end of that game on YouTube because I did not okay. have time to beat it. So oh, whatever. It's it's totally fine. It doesn't. But I get make what you're saying. I sense. totally get what you're saying. Yeah, I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Why would that add to your power? But anyway, but uh, so going Shadow back to War, Assassin's oh yeah, going go back ahead, to Assassin's go Creed real quick. I think it's interesting that this game has has polarized us because this game, after playing Assassin's Creed Origins, I was like, I'm way more likely. Like I had given up on Assassin's Creed. This one's brought me back. I'm like, I'm way more likely to play future games. I like and and it's like that's like it for you. It's I so haven't weird. been this mad that I purchased a game and like. I bought this game at $35 on Black Friday. So, like, I didn't pay full price, but I'm still as annoyed as if I did pay $60 for it. Mm. Um, mm. I haven't been this mad since I bought The Division. Oh, wow. And that game, like, that game set me off because I wanted to like that game real bad. And Yeah, that game burnt me pretty bad, too. And I had friends who played it a yeah. lot and were way more interested in it. It's just, it, it's complex for, com- like, to be... For no reason, there, there's no reason that the game is complex in certain areas and not in others. Like I what, really origins or uh, both or division. Okay, but like origins, origins has had the ability to be such a great game, and there were so many systems that like to me, it just felt like they were they looked at a problem and they went, "We know that that's an issue. What's a quick way to fix it?" That nobody like so people just don't bitch. And it, like every time it comes up, I'm like, why did you do that? Why is that the way that you went? I know, like, there's no way that somebody made this I, this like system and said, that's a good idea. We should run with that. I think the thing that I most liked about Origins is that it was it took the things that I liked about Assassin's Creed, like the kind of world building, exploration of like kind of historical events or or historical sites or things like that, like real places in the world and kind of examining the history of those places and the important figures that kind of factor into the history of those places. And in Origins, they kind of combined that with the thing that I liked most about Metal Gear Solid Five, which is going around, finding the outposts, tackling them in whatever way that you wanted. Like they just kind of added that open world kind of gameplay that I've that I really liked. And in a way that I didn't feel was as effective in previous games but obviously like i like the combat i like witcher combat i like dark souls combat um and that's yeah yeah and 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 you know and and for what it's worth i feel like it kind of incorporates light elements of various games that i also enjoyed this year so like for example there's an ability that you can get that basically turns your um archery skills into links from breath of the wild where like when you're airborne and you draw an arrow, it slows down time. Right. And it's like, so I did that and I was like, this is awesome. Like I, it's basically the archery from breath of the wild. 
you know, but in Assassin's Creed. And having archery factor so prominently in this game made it, I don't know, this game, like, between finding weapons that I really liked, it was kind of like Neo. Like, I wasn't really a huge fan of Neo, and then I found two weapons to switch back and forth between that I really liked, and I found a stance that I really liked, and that kind of made the game's combat kind of click and sing for me. And I feel like the same thing happened in this game, where, like, I played with a curved sword, and I played with a spear, or I played with, like, a giant two-handed axe or whatever, and, I like, I just kept trying different weapons until I found something that really worked for me, and then I found a bow that I really liked, um... You know, and so I, I just, I found these different things to switch between that kind of made the game work for me. And then once it did, and I found some skills that, that you know, that I enjoyed, then it kind of like brought everything together. And so I guess, but I, I really leaned into like, I'm going to try, I just got a new type of weapon. I'm going to try this for a while and see what I think of it, you know? And so I kind of approached it methodically in that way. And, um, you know, I don't know if you, if you did the same, but that was, that was kind of like me kind of being like, let me find my place in this world and whether I'm going to be an all out combatant or whether I'm going to be like some sort of a stealth assassin. And I found myself doing a lot of like stalking outposts with just my bow and arrow for like for a while, softening up, you know, targets or something or doing something ridiculous, like stealthing through an area, like, um, booby trapping their signal flare and then like basically just unleashing hell on everything, like setting loose like freaking tigers and stuff in there. And it was very far cry to me in that way. Um, but I mean, obviously that's not going to appeal to everybody. There are people who really, really don't like far cry and really didn't like the open world nature of metal gear solid or different things like that. You know, so maybe it's just, maybe it just worked for me because it had a lot of little things here and there that I really enjoyed about other games. And I feel like it fit those together in a way that was satisfying to me and in a setting that I really enjoy. So I, I don't know. Well, and that, I, mean, I, I wish you would have liked it, but like, no, I'm, I'm bummed, but like obviously to each their own, you know? Yeah. What, what I, I, don't understand about just myself is a lot of the things that you just said about this game I would echo about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn about mm. Breath of the Wild um, and like my one of my favorite things about Breath of the Wild is when you enter a new area you are given this array of different weapons to say okay go ahead give these a shot and if you like this and stick with it and try to find a powerful one um, yeah. and for whatever reason, like it, uh, granted, I didn't, I only played for like six hours, so I didn't get exposed to a whole lot, but I, I guess it was because of the combat. Like every time I used a weapon, I would just, I would get frustrated. Cause I was like, this still doesn't feel right. Like it, everything I tried to do in that game just doesn't, didn't click with me. Mm. Um, and then as far as the far cry thing goes, like, taking an outpost in Far Cry or taking an outpost in... It's that Ubisoft formula where you go to a tower and you climb up the top and you, you know, kill all the yeah. enemies around it. Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor are literally the... is literally that. So is Breath of the Wild. Like, there are towers yeah. that you climb and enemies around them so that you can, you know, stake out that area and claim it as your own. And I love those games. Like, I don't understand what the difference is between those two. I don't know if it's the... You don't understand why you like them why, in these yeah, other two games and not in this one? Yeah, like... I don't know if it's the quick know. traversal um, and just like the climbing mechanics in those games because they're so easy. Um, not that I think that Origins isn't easy, 
Um, yeah, I think Origins is easier because you don't have a stamina meter to contend with. Yeah. But maybe that maybe that adds a sort of tension that becomes interesting. I don't know. I think that's, yeah, and I think that's part of it. Um, I don't know, man. I, I wanted to like it, but if anybody wants to buy a copy off of me. <laughs> <laughs> you hit them up on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, shall we get the negative stuff just over with and then move on to more positive things? Um, because I mean, I what w- negative stuff do you have? I was going to talk about Hellblade. Oh yeah. Let's talk about that. Cause then everything um, else is happy after that. I think. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I picked up Hellblade, uh, also in, I think the black Friday sale, I picked it up on steam. Um, so I played through that for a while. I was really, really looking forward to it. I mean, obviously, um, we're going to cover a little bit about the game awards later, but, um, during the game awards, uh, Hellblade won two awards, actually. It won, uh, the award for game for impact, um, which is basically like kind of social messaging, um, kind of like inspirational type things, or just kind of a game of a, of, a game of, that you uh, could look to cultural. and say, this, this is representative of a certain group of people. Um, who are affect like so in this case it's look at look to Hellblade for an example of a group of people who are affected by mental illness, um, yeah, or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like games that could potentially have like a cultural or emotional impact, um, and so it won that. It also won um, the award for best performance uh, for the lead actress whose name escapes me at the moment, um, but she did a great job. I will say that I've played. Man, probably like five or six hours of this game. So about the same as you've done of Assassin's Creed. No, I played about the same amount um, in Horizon or not Horizon. Um, Hellblade. Hellblade as well. So I beat the first two bosses. Yeah, I think um, you're at the same part I'm at then. Unlocked the gate to Helheim and crossed most of the bridge. And then I'm just like, I'm done. Yeah. It's the, I really like, I like the idea of the puzzle mechanic in this game. And, uh, like the idea of like finding these weird kind of a things. And I, I, so yeah. So if you haven't played how much the game, do we want to, do we want to like go into we this? Can, like, I'm, cause yeah. Cause spoilerish, because well, this is going to be our last discussion of Hellblade probably. Um, I would think so for the, for the year yeah. and maybe ever because, um, I find it interesting that this game got like, don't get me wrong. There are, there are elements in this game that are very... Like, the game is gorgeous. The audio design is some of the best I've ever heard in a game, yes. period. Yes. Um, the performance and is the, amazing. And the acting and the storytelling is really, really great. It's, for and it's me, done personally, in an interesting way. It's the, it's the, 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 the combat in the game, I hate. I really just hate it. I think it's just... It's just, it's just not fun. So, let me ask you this. I... I kind of came around on the combat. I'm not saying it's good by any stretch of the imagination, but there's a mechanic you can use in the game called focus. I think is what it's called. And yeah. And it slows, it slows down, down time. So yeah. I didn't know that that was a thing until like well into the game. Cause they don't tell you. Yeah. And once you figure it out, it's kind of like, I Oh, fi- I have to use this. I figured it out when they forced me to figure it out during the crow boss fight. Yeah. Yeah. That was and when I, was I like, it oh, first okay, on. Okay, this me. is a thing. Yeah, but and up until that point, it really just feels like you. It, it's kind of the perfect example of um, my problem with Assassin's Creed, where yeah. you're swinging at a, the an enemy that's directly in yep. front of you, and then guys are just swarming on top of you. It's like, well, how do I even target these people? And they will hit you from behind without warning. Yeah, so you I could mean, be in the, the middle no, with 
with warning, but the warning comes a fraction of a second before they hit you. Yeah. And it's just not enough time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the combat we're not a fan of. We'll leave it at that. It's really uninteresting. It, yeah. It's really just not fun. Um, the puzzle solving as far as so when in the game when you it's it's a little tedious but i no it's I very tedious the, I, I thought the idea was interesting yeah like the way that it works is it, they'll say you have to focus on this certain shape so basically what you do is walk around the it, map in order to yeah hold on in order to open a door yeah they'll get there'll be like two sigils that are on it and then you have to look around your environment to find those sigils but they're not just like marked on a wall you have to find patterns in objects in the environment that line up. So and it's like, like a perspective puzzle. Yeah. So you have to like walk around this map like a thousand times, or you know, if you're <laughs> better than me, twice, and <laughs> and find out like let's say they're making. Did you get an stuck X. on these? I got stuck on some of them only because okay. I didn't. The first one, I had no idea what they wanted me to do. They were yeah. like, "Find the sigil." I'm like, "I don't know what that means." Like, tell me what it means. Um. And then I ended up looking it up, and I was like, oh, this is how this works. Okay. Um, yeah. There was one or two that I, I walked around for a while and was like, I The one no in the burnt-down house That's exactly the one. Yep. Yeah. The yep. one where they have you look down on the ground and, the like, the trail of embers and stuff. Yes. Yeah. That was the one that took... I was like, where the hell is this thing? Because they give you these telltale signs where you're walking around, and all of a sudden, these, like, glowing sigils will pop up all over the screen. And it's like, okay... I'm in the area where it is. Yeah. So I need to look around and find it. That one, I walked around the area like four or five times trying to find it. And then I looked it up. Um, previous to that, I think I found most of them fairly easily. Um, that was the one that I like, it really sticks out in my mind that I remember looking yeah. for for a while. Yeah. Um, so, cause I thought it was in the rafters. Like, yeah, I thought I was yeah, to, like, no, look I did up too. Into the rafters, uh, you know, this burnout has, anyway, this is two in the weeds for that sort of thing. Yeah. But the cool thing is that, the the way that, that the main character's internal monologue goes on and like her conversation with the different um, voices, voices that in her she head. hears and the the male character that she's talking to and what is revealed about their kind of relationship and things going on, I thought was really interesting. And that was the thing that pushed me forward even then. I actually quit before then on the way to the crow boss um, there's a there's a part where you'll slide under like a hole in the wall and then you look back on it and it's gone yep. and you're trapped in this like circular room. That was the first place that I quit. And I was like, I don't, this is not fun because I even, I even downshifted into like easy because I was like, I just want to blast through this combat and just get to the meat and potatoes of the game. And it didn't feel like it made it any easier. No. Um, so it was just, it was one of those situations where it was very similar to like, it was like, it's like, it's like a worse version of the combat in the, um, cell shaded Prince of Persia game. Um, except without the like really beautiful, vibrant surroundings and the amazing platforming. Yeah. Um, so basically take away all of the things that made that version of and and the amazing i mean while while senua's kind of internal monologue is fantastic like the interactions between the prince and the princess in prince of persia were like awesome like their relationship going through that game and like the whole emotional stakes and the world is so much more interesting than what's going on in this game and even then i had an issue with the combat and this is like it's i don't know there's just too many minuses what's a shame is if you take a step back and you look at this game 
for what it is. Like, she is a young female who, as far as we know, isn't trained, you know, with a sword or anything like that. So, like, this I mean, is, she's flipping around. She seems pretty good. But she's not great. Like, and, or maybe she, I'm just not yeah. great. But, like, so that sense of it is believable. And I kind of have to put myself in the, you know, the headspace of, okay, like, you, you can be walking around and... I'll have so many moments where I'm so frustrated trying to figure out, okay, wh- what's the next step? Where am I supposed to go? And yeah. all the while, while this is happening, because I, I, I'll only play this game with headphones on. Um, Same. And have, I did that I, I did that at your advice, and it was way... Oh, it's like, totally it was, worth it. But you constantly I, have... I'm like totally sold on, on playing like basically every game with these headphones <laughs> on my PC from now on. I'm just like, it's so good. Yeah. But... You constantly have in the background while in your own head, you're thinking, God, this is so frustrating. I just want to wish I knew what to do. Yeah. Hey, how are you? Oh, don't go over there. She's going to, oh, she's going to hurt herself. Like, and that's going or, on. So, what, or like the, the, I don't think she knows what she's doing. Or does she know where she's going? Yeah. Like, there's all that. And it's sort, constantly like they, 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 reminding they, they, you. So, I put myself yeah. in the headspace of this game is trying to get you to understand this is what it feels like, or this is what it could feel like yeah. for somebody with yeah. a mental illness. And I totally it's constantly pre- messing you, yeah, messing with you, and like messing with your confidence. And when she's hurt, um, like in battle, the voices will be like, "Oh, she's not going to make it. She's going to die. She's not. She's not going to make it." And it's like self doubt all over the place. Yeah. And so, like those things that this game does, I think are awesome, are like really, really cool. It's just like the kind of base mechanics of the game, like just don't do it. Yeah, and, and like I don't even want to like as a as a piece of media that I think is important because I think it is because there's, there's nothing else really out there that's like it that I'm aware of, um, you know, that tackles mental illness in this way. Um, from a gameplay, like I don't understand how anybody can play this game. The gameplay is so good because it's not like, it's just not there. Um, this is a game that I would have much rather had be like, like like a what remains of Edith Finch type I'm, scenario. I'm kind of upset or, that it's not because I think a lot. Uh, I I think our opinions would definitely be different. Oh yeah. What I the only thing that if, I have a if problem this was a with, walking simulator like yeah I think it'd be way way better. The only problem that I have with that notion though is there there are times where like so like the game is it's based out of North Norse mythology and they rely on it heavily and oh yeah it gets to the point where they're always talking about odin or something yeah, like that when odin went and did that and after like an hour of hearing that i'm like all right dude like you've gotta just shut up like let me walk around this map and like, like you're never alone with the audio in this game like it's constantly just either the voices in her head or the male character that's like trying to guide you through this experience yeah and it's it's a lot and it, it gets to it, i don't know how anybody could sit down and just bang this out in one sitting because it's so much information all at once and a lot of it is just kind of like not important and not conducive to the story yeah yeah anyway so that's that's kind of that's kind of how we feel about hellblade I'm, I'm really disappointed because i wanted to after hearing like all of the accolades that it was getting i was like man like Dude, I was so psyched to play it. Yeah. And like the, I, I was following all the video doc uh, stuff they were putting out on YouTube about yeah. the uh, development process. And like it was very interesting, but 
It just was not a game for me. Cool. I don't know if I'll ever finish it. I don't think I will. Kudos to to people who enjoy it. I will probably end up just watching a full play. Yeah. Or something like that, just because I, I'm interested in seeing where the story is going, but I'm not willing to sit through the combat to do that. Yeah. Um. So there's that. So on to happier things. Uh, do you want to do the speaking of the game awards and PSX? Do you want to like do a quick run through of that sort of a stuff, or you want to talk about some other stuff that we've been playing? Um, we can go into again. I don't have to. I played Wolfenstein. I'm lukewarm on it at this moment. How far are you? I think I played it for like two hours. Like I'm not very okay. far. Um, I'm. Uh, where am I? Have you met the? the I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to say like spoil anything. Okay. <laughs> but like I'm not far. I'm like. <sighs> Have you met any new characters? Um, I met a fat girl, and she helped me. Oh, I love that scene. <laughs> and then I'm probably so like much. I'm like an hour past that. She's legit one of my favorite characters in this game. Dude, she's great. Like she doesn't get she doesn't get a lot of play, but when she does, it's pretty great. Yeah. Like I I already can tell as far like character-wise, like who's in this game. Um I already love it leaps and bounds more than the first one cuz the oh, first one I was kind of like mm. Oh yeah. It's way Wolfenstein 2 is way better than the first one. Yeah. And and I went back or I went on YouTube and I watched like a what happened in Wolfenstein kind of video in uh, the mm-hmm. new order. And I am so glad I did not finish that game because <laughs> when I was watching, I was like, okay, I did this and I did this. Okay. And I was looking at a Wikipedia or a wiki guide on IGN and it was, I think I was like halfway through the game, like exactly. And nice. this video showed like, and then he goes in and does this. And then they do exactly what they say they're going to do. And then the ending of the game happens, and I was like, oh my god, Like, what's all the stuff in between that I would have ran through that I probably wouldn't have cared about? I'm so glad I didn't play that. <laughs> yeah, it's just like running through, just shooting. It's all just gameplay and stuff. There's not a whole lot of interest. Well, I take that back. The The thing with the like secret society that you find in the first game, that was definitely the most interesting stuff in that game. Yeah. I don't know if you got to that. No, no. Like I mean, under, they talk like the but, underwater stuff. No, nah, they stuff. talk about it in uh, the video I was watching. But yeah, that was definitely the best part of that game. Like, f- like the last, probably last third, last half to last third. Yeah. But um. But, but yeah. the end of it, I was like, uh, all right. And then yeah, the end of it, the end of it was kind of a Halo Two, not not as bad as Halo Two. Um, but in that kind of same space for sure yeah and then the second one opens up and i'm like really this is what we're doing all right (laughs) yeah 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 oh yeah wolfenstein 2 i think is is at least twice as good as the first one yeah it's awesome um i would have given probably the first wolfenstein like maybe a seven something like that yeah i i'd give i'd give wolf to at least an eight five yeah um like a freaking nine or nine five if we're just talking about story yeah it's freaking good it's real good the ending of Wolfenstein 2 is like <laughs> there's some uncomfortable like already like very early on there are some oh, very uncomfortable dude, scenes in this game. Just just wait. <laughs> just wait. Dude, the ending of Wolfenstein 2 is so 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 satisfying and so much better than the first one. It's real great. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so uh so the game awards uh, happened. This is like the what, like the third year or something like that. The 
that uh, Game Awards. Um, yeah. I think it's the fourth. Fourth, yeah. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So there were a lot of teasers and stuff that came out. Um, there was, let's see. Well, um, overall, uh, Breath of the Wild won the Game, game of Awards year. for best game of the year. Um, let's see what else. Um, Got best action or uh, action adventure game. Uh, yes. Cuphead won. Uh, Cuphead best. swept, dude. Cuphead, Cuphead did very won, like, well. Won two awards? No, I think it won that? like four. It won best art um, over Persona 5, which I was very happy about. Um, although I would not have felt bad if either of them had won. Um, but I'm very, very glad. Um, they did a Studio very good job at like putting in games that... I don't think there were many moments in the in, during the whole show where I thought that really shouldn't be in this category. There were a couple, and they all involved Destiny 2. <laughs> I think because that might have been 2, the only game that I was Destiny like... Destiny 2 was included in Best Art, and I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean... That doesn't even belong to be mentioned in the same sentence as Persona 5 or Cuphead. And that's like, the thing, like, close. when you play Destiny 2, there are definitely moments in that game where you're like, wow, this game is gorgeous. Like, the... Sure. The main one I think of is, like, the Kraken on, um... Ah, uh, I can't remember what planet is in. Or it's on, but, like, it's the one where, um... Is it Slain is on it? The older woman? I don't know. Doesn't matter. But there's uh the vistas in that game are very It's very, very telling good. that I've played a lot of this game and I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. That's fine. I think probably the the best, like the most kind of spectacle thing is when you're on like the Sunbreaker or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Like that sort of a thing. But like still, it's not like it's a good looking game and it's got like good kind of set design, but I wouldn't say that the art is great. Yeah. Like Persona Five is like super. Well, and that's stylish. the thing. Like when you put and it so against Persona and Cuphead, it's like there's no yeah, it's way like, it's gonna win just, against that. Just, yeah, exactly. And even Horizon, like Horizon looks great, and Horizon is beautiful. I would say Horizon is demonstrably better than Destiny Two as far as art goes. Yeah, both art design, both you know art direction, level design, all that sort of stuff, and just the style of the game. Yeah. But I still think that Persona and Cuphead, you know, beat it by a mile. And so I, I, I was really, really happy that they won that. And also, I think they won best debut indie game. Was it or uh, it was something like that? It was like either best indie game or best, best independent debut. game. Best independent game. Yeah, yeah. So they won I, that as well. I haven't played it. And now I feel like I have to. I can't believe near Automata beat. Oh, beat it on music! Oh my god, dude! Yeah, like I have no idea. It beat also- Persona, Mario, Zelda, Destiny Two, and Cuphead in music. In like, I don't think I don't think Mario belonged in there. Um, are you kidding me? No, I'm not. You're kidding fucking at all. high. I don't know how no, you can say no. that. No. Okay, hear me out. Mario should have not been in that category, and Pyre should have been. No, have I appreciate that. I did play Pyre. I appreciate that soundtrack. It's it's wonderful. It doesn't have balls on Mario Odyssey soundtrack. The Mario that soundtrack is, is literally manufactured great. joy. Like I don't even know how they managed to compose it. It's so good. All I can think of when people say the music for Mario Odyssey is the freaking jump jump super stupid song from Metro. Oh my god, go fuck yourself. You did not just say that on the show. Yes, I did. Wow. Like that legit song? the okay, hey, hold on, shut your mouth. Chris. The end of the game awards <laughs> the end of the game awards ended with they so they had a full orchestra on stage and they yep. played the themes to the five games five that were nominated for uh game of the year. 
and five, one, two, three, four. And um, the singer for Jump Up Superstar came up on stage, sang that song, and it legit sounded like the soundtrack. And I was like in tears. It was so good. So dumb. Fuck you. How I can hate you that possibly? Song. Wow. Move on. You you don't have a you don't have a horse in this race, sir. You're not allowed to have an opinion about this. Because you clearly don't know what you're talking about. I do. No. I do. That is the worst song in that game, and that is the worst level in that game. Although, although, hear me out. I'm literally, I'm speechless. Although, here's the thing. If you had taken the vocals out of that track, that song is immeasurably better. Immeasurably better. Let's move on. Let's the move problem on. with let's, it, no, let's move on. You can even keep on. the Brian, melody in them. Brian, let's move on. It's not even. I'm not having this <laughs> argument with you. I will. I will fucking die on my gravestone for that song. Like, how can it, you sit there the and tell me it's is, not good? The crazy thing is, my little brother Tyler also loves it, and he played it on repeat when we were going to buy the game. And they, I'm like, this, this they song printed sucks. it on the back of the box art. I know. You're. Pile why do you why do you freaking tie your your horse to that freaking wagon i don't know oh my god <laughs> like how can you how in the same show can you sit there and be like assassin's creed origins is a good game and the best song in mario odyssey is actually the worst one like it's like you don't even want to be my friend anymore i feel like that's what this is <laughs> i like i feel i've never felt more betrayed by you in my whole life dude the song the song Empire, when you meet the wood people, is at least three times as good as that song. At least. It's, it's fine. It's fine that we disagree. I think that something groovy like that should be included because it's got so much more character. And in a game that, like, I can't believe it's not being included in, like, maybe not Game of the Year, but, like, there are some games that are being nominated for Game of the Year that are absolutely in no way better than Pyre. Like, anybody who thinks Destiny 2 is better than Pyre is, like, smoking something. It's awesome. The problem is nobody played Pyre. Pyre came out at, like, a really weird time, too. That's true. That's very, very true. And that's why I want to highlight how great and how freaking awesome it is. And the fact that, like, the Supergiant games that I saw in Transistor that a lot of people got super hooked on with Bastion. I, I liked Bastion fine enough. I played it once. I didn't need to play through it a second time. Um, Transistor, I freaking adore. It is so stylish. It's like even more stylish than Persona. Like it's so freaking stylish and it's so gorgeous and the music is so incredible and the gameplay hooks are so great. And Pyre just does just keeps it at the same level. It's like freaking tens in style and tens in music. And What's just- weird about that developer is every, except for Bastion, which I never played, I have it, um, Every one of their games, like, I'll play for probably about an hour. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. Look at the style. <laughs> Look at the art. This music's great. Blah, blah, blah. And then, I'll, like, everything is adding up. And I'm just like, I appreciate this for what it is. And then I never touch it again. <laughs> <laughs> I always do it with their games. I don't know why. Well, at least at least you recognize that. And there's something that I've realized. Because this week, I also played Pit People. Um and and Supergiant Games and The Behemoth are very similar because they have their very own aesthetic. They have a very unique feel that is 
just them. Is theirs. You can look at their games and be like, oh, that's like you immediately know that they developed it. Exactly. Especially the behemoth. Yeah. Um, But, and with each game that they put out, they tackle a different genre. Yeah. So for example, Bastion is a top down like hack and slash. And then Transistor is a top down kind of like strategy game like a single person character kind of strategy action game. Uh, and then Pyre is an isometric freaking three on three sports game, but like surrounded by the trappings of like banner saga where like you lead this party of adventurers through this world and stuff. And it's just, it's masterful. And the behemoth started with alien hominid, which is a side scrolling shoot 'em up. Oh, it's so cool. Um, and then they went to a Castle game, Crashers. A game that was a Flash game on Newegg, mind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I had one criticism against them, it's that all of their games kind of still feel like that. Like um, a Flash game? Yeah, like p- people, it just seems very, like there's a lot of cool stuff there, but I'm like, these assets are like nothing. Um, which I mean, is, the whole studio is like, isn't, isn't, the, isn't there only like two artists or something? And then the whole studio, I think the whole studio itself is maybe eight people. Admittedly, I don't know very much about the studio. Yeah. Um, Other than the games that they've made. Um, Castle Crashers, awesome. Freaking, I played so much on 360 of Castle Crashers. Mm -hmm. I played so many hours of that game with my friends. And then, um, you know, and that's like a a side-scrolling, you know, beat-em-up. RPG kind of game. Exactly. Um, Great co-op. And then you have... Battle Block Theater, which is like just a, a tough as nails and super interesting platformer. Um, and honestly, I think that's like the pinnacle of what they've done. I think Battle Block is probably their best game. Um, and then Pit People is kind of a different take on like a top-down strategy game where you get your party, you've got a healer, you've got long-range attackers, you've got you know close-range people that have shields that can block and defend other people in the back and stuff, but you don't tell them who to attack you just control where they move and then they attack whoever they can attack and then if you if they're in the range of two people they'll just pick one so it's kind of aggravating because the degree you don't have the degree of control that you have in other games and it also makes me feel kind of less attached to what's happening so like if something gets screwed up i don't feel that it's my fault i feel like it's the characters like made a decision that wasn't great and, and like uh, you're sitting there thinking I would have done something differently. Exactly. Like if I was doing this, I would have you block this guy physically, but then attack focus on this one guy. Right. Whereas they're like spreading their attacks all out and like taking forever to do stuff and then hence dying in some situations and stuff. So that's, I've, I've kind of bounced off that, which is a shame. Um, but with, with super giant games, they're like so I don't know like they've just found a way to get down to like a, a, a pure level of you know let's just let's drive down into the depths of what make these games awesome and just perfect this one or two aspects of these games and just crush it so well that like from like I I was like oh yeah MLB the show that's my first sports game that I've played in a while like it's really good um, I mean I guess except for golf story this this year has been like a year of me playing a lot of sports games, um, and like I think Pyre blows them both away. Like, it's well, and just what's funny so is like nobody, awesome. unless unless people have played it, 
nobody really when you look at that and it's a shame because like it's the charm of that game but it's also like its biggest downfall from a marketing standpoint because when you look at it and then they show the cutscenes of like the dialogue that's happening everybody's like oh my god this is some weird rpg kind of thing like somebody who would play nba jam or because that's a that's probably the game i would think it's the closest to as far as sports are concerned um would never play this game if they weren't into like a fantasy kind of Genre. But the craziest thing is that it has so much more action than NBA Jam. Yeah, but people don't know that. Like until you play, until you put that game into somebody's hands, they have no idea. They need to put a demo out for that. Like I that can't believe is, they haven't because they're that game losing that, money. Yes, it's immaculate, basically. And I think I'm about to beat it. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I actually literally just started the final the final battle uh, as we were as you were calling me. And oh, was, nice. That, and I was like, well, I definitely don't have time for this right now. <laughs> and I realized I realized something. If I can give anybody a tip out there who's going to play Pyre, which you definitely, 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 definitely should. Like, it's freaking awesome. Um, it's up there with, like, Edith Finch as, like, one of the best games that nobody's talking about this year. Um, but if you play that game, spread your gameplay time and your court time with a lot of different characters. Um, because you have to, otherwise you won't, but by the time you actually have to do it, you're, you're not going to be able to get through it and it's going to be too late. Yeah. The, the, I'm maybe saying that for a different reason, but like you should definitely make sure that you have a number of people that are really good because of some decisions that have to be made. Um, but anyway, I'm not going to get any further into that. So at the Game Awards, there were all these awards that were given out. It was awesome. But between the Game Awards and PSX, there were also some announcements of new stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, there was an announcement of a new From Software game. It was like four seconds so long. Th- this is what I didn't understand. If you haven't seen it, it's a trailer. Uh, it's just like Chains or something, isn't it? Isn't that pretty much all it is? It's basically, yeah, it's basically like a long chain that's like coiled up on this thing and it's got a bunch of blood all over it and then it starts, pull. it, it looks like it might be some sort of a trap or some sort of like a, a pulley or something. Yeah. Th- my thought is it might be, now originally I thought when it pulled, when, when the words came up on the screen afterwards, it said Shadows Die Twice. Yeah. So I thought, okay, new game from From Software, it's called Shadows Die Twice because each word is capitalized. Um, and then there were some people who were saying, no, that's the name of the video. Yeah. What are they teasing? That's like the tagline like, for whatever is to come. Okay. And what I didn't understand. So uh, Game Awards happened Thursday night and then PSX started on Saturday. Yeah. I was expecting that they were going to come out during PSX, show this trailer for this game yeah. and, and get say into what it, what it was and say what it is. Yeah. And that nope. didn't happen. And I was, I'm kind of like, all right, well, now this... This random five second trailer is out in the world. When do we see anything else beyond that? I think I heard somebody say that we would that they would reveal details on this game in the next twelve months, and I'm like, that's a that's a move. giant like E3, I guess. It's just I thought that was a weird Maybe. way to go about doing that. Yeah. So my thought is the thing that it's most likely to be is Bloodborne Two because that most closely looks like a trick weapon. Um. From Bloodborne. I mean, I just assumed it was Bloodborne too because everybody thinks it, everybody expects it to be coming and from software. So, 
Well, and that's that sort of a visual aesthetic, even of what that is, is most closely tied to that world. Yeah. A lot of people are like, oh, maybe it's Demon Souls 2 or something. It's not it's Demon not. Souls 2 because that world doesn't have that aesthetic. It's a lot more of like a clean, not not necessarily clean, but when, when that world is dirty, it's not like greasy and bloody. It's more like like a like a swamp or something well like it, it doesn't, doesn't it say doesn't... like it didn't say like atlas anywhere which i would think they would have had to if because atlas published demon souls yeah, yeah maybe maybe um unless they got a different publisher but i don't know who owns that property oh wait, no now it's bandai namco isn't it yes yeah technically yeah i don't know it, i mean it, yes it is yeah um, but that was, that's for the Souls games. Um, yeah, but Bloodborne is a little bit different. Yeah. So, so who um, the hell knows? Yeah. I'm, I'm anticipating that's what that will be. If that is the case, I'm going to be very excited. I hope that they resolve some of the issues with Bloodborne, like Frenzy, maybe make Frenzy a more palatable thing and then make, um, arcane and blood tinge builds more plausible basically do what dark souls 2 did for dark souls 1 and just expand the build variety make it so that you could play a bunch of different builds and honestly that's about as good as you can get because bloodborne is amazing yeah um maybe make the game uh maybe make the game a little bit more approachable maybe make some of the harder bosses a little bit easier um because i don't think people will have that there were some things in the chalice dungeons that were legitimately like nightmarish for people to get past and I feel like that's a real shame because the Chalice Dungeons are like, that's one of the best ideas as far as creating like long-term content generation for something. Like having the procedurally generated dungeons is such a great idea. Uh, but they needed more boss variety and they needed more kind of interesting things happening, more unique things to get there. Um, so if they learn from those lessons, instead of just like cutting it out, I feel like they'll have a hit on their hands. Another thing that I was extremely excited, this is probably the one that I was the most excited to see in the whole thing was in the valley of gods yes this was the new one game, yeah, i the like new got game out of my chair santo. and was very excited yes. about yeah it's a new game by campo santo who did firewatch uh, and it is like two people journeying together um incredibly stylish it looks like up basically it looks like a pixar movie um and it's two people going through the valley of the gods which is in egypt um and through the pyramids and different things like that it looks really really interesting fascinating um, I'm definitely, definitely, definitely going to be playing that. The trailer itself, the way it opens, is very cool. It starts yes. out as like a, um, like uh, 35 millimeter um, film strip, where yeah. it's just like a very small black and white box, and all of a sudden it opens up, and the, it is just the most vibrant, yep, transition um, into what this game actually looks like. It was really cool. What did you think of the song in it? Because it's getting a lot of people love it or people hate it. In that trailer, oh, I thought it was I thought awesome. Every, I thought everything was great. Yeah, there were some people like on a, I think it was the kind of funny Facebook group. They were like, "That trailer looks great, but that song, that song is so bad." I was like, what, "Really?" And I think like Kotaku really? put up an article about it. I was like, "Strange." I totally disagree. I thought that was a great touch. Yeah, no, I thought everything was great. I thought yeah. everything, everything about that was like, I'm in. Like, I don't want to see any more, and I'm in. Well, and like, but my, I mean, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard for them to miss me. Like it, basically everything Campo Santo has done so far, which granted is like, it's one game. It's been little, but like also all the people that are involved at Campo Santo have done other things that I'm yeah. also huge fans of. Cause like a lot of those people are ex telltale yeah. or, you know, what have you. And, uh, you know, 
Chris Remo, Jake Rodkin, Sean Vanneman, like those guys are just imminently qualified to craft like really great games. And I think they really proved it with Firewatch, and it looks like they're gonna freaking hit even harder within Valley of the Gods. So well, my least favorite thing about Firewatch was you never like I it's so stupid. I loved how the main character's hands looked in that game. Yeah. Like it was very blocky. It reminded me of like the Incredibles. Yeah. And as soon as you watch the trailer for the Valley of the Gods and they, they show that there's like a second character that's with you on this adventure that yeah. like you actually get to look at. I was like, yes, like that looks yeah. awesome. Like I finally get to see what a full character model in this kind of style looks yeah, because like. Because Firewatch, you're like, you're alone through the whole game. Yeah. Like, there's just crazy. the voice over the radio and that's it. Yep. Man, what a what a freaking great game. <laughs> if you haven't played Firewatch, freaking get after it. After like probably in the new year after you play all the amazing games that came out this yeah. year, but still. That was one very, very excited. I started playing at ten o'clock at night and I was like, Yeah, I'm just gonna try it. And then I played the whole thing and yeah. oh my god, it's so good. It's freaking super good. I loved it. <laughs> it's great. Uh probably the next game that I was most excited about is GTFO. Um which is like a freaking first-person shooter zombie. Dude. Looks like... Great oof. name. Great yeah. name for a game. Yeah. Yep. And especially yep. a game like that. Like, there were yep. moments in the... Like, the whole trailer is just a whole lot of nope. Like, a lot of experiences that <laughs> if I tried to play this game, I'd just be like, nope, I am, I'm out. Like, I don't want to have the shit scared out of me. Um, and But I feel like it, doing it co-op would be cool. Oh, doing a co-op would be hilarious. Like it like, seems like one of those I, games that if you, you and record, I should get it on PC and play together. It it's one of those games that's going to stream really well because of how yes. people react. Yes, and it looked like equal parts like a zombie, like kind of equal parts, kind of Left for Dead and like Alien. I was going to say like, it reminded me a lot of Alien. Uh, was it Covenant? Or uh, I, I didn't see that movie. No, it's the PS4 one that came out. Oh, 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 um... I forget what that one was called. Isolation. Yeah, Alien Isolation, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was a mix there's like between some weird, like, like, Left 4 Dead it and looks, that. It looks like it's purely zombie, and then there's like this weird fleshy vine that comes through yeah. and like opens up like a flower from Jumanji, and I was like, oh my god, this is terrifying. It looks cool. Um, yeah. I would love to play it. Uh, with, it's it's one of those games style. you've got to play it with people. Yeah, it's one of those visual styles that's kind of like Doom. It's kind of like pulpy and kind of like... Very kinda, raw, very uh, very greasy, kind of like you know one of those like Quake or yeah, you know, or, yeah, or Doom or something like that. Like it has a very interesting like. We're getting to that point where like the guns in these games, like also in uh, Witchfire, like the guns in those games are like very shiny, kind of like Doom, and I'm just like, oh man, I love how this looks. <laughs> it looks so great. By the way, that was the next game uh, announced, Witchfire, which is a like crazy like spectral sinister shooter with like powers and it's made by the combined talents of the people who made the vanishing of ethan carter and the people who made painkiller and bullet storm i think they said bullet storm yeah bullets because that was the one as soon as so they're showing the trailer and it's like this very lush environment you know a lot of a lot of it foliage like it's gonna be like environmental storytelling yeah it's like, like right, walking simulator. welcome to this walking simulator and, and it's, it's like, like very from beautiful. the makers of the of the vanishing of Ethan Carter. And I was like, all right, this is cool. And then all of a sudden they like and whip. Then he pulls out a gun. As soon as the gun came out, and then the whip, I was like, oh my god, it's like bullet storm. And like I said that out loud, and all of a sudden it was like, and people can fly bullet storm. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like I yeah. got so hyped because like I love the gameplay mechanics in that game, but um the characters now 
Like, I don't know if you've gone back and yeah. played that game now. They're no, I haven't played it at all. Dude, they're so off-putting. It's like mm. the broiest game ever made to the oh, point yeah, where it's, it's so it's, obnoxious. Yeah, it's supposed to be, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and like yeah. I played it when I was in high school, so I didn't. I was just like, oh, oh this is stupid and fun, whatever. These are these guys are normal like everybody I know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just like the lacrosse team. Yeah. And uh, no, but the that game looks crazy like i'm i'm very intrigued you, you know what's a ridiculous as kind of a ridiculous aside i can't let this go and not mention it now that i know it i was listening to something and i thought that lacrosse was like the most pretentious sport and stuff and then i found out that like native americans totally played that that was like their game that was like and the that's thing. where it came from yeah and i was like what so that's why it's a big thing in like the colonies like yeah, the, the old Americas or yeah, area. You know, I was just like, "Why is this a thing? Is this like some English thing that came over?" No, nope, real America nope, is all about totally, that shit. Yeah, and I was just like, what? "That gives me a whole newfound respect for that game." Dual across. I mean, is great. of course, of course, everybody's broed it up like crazy. That's the thing. Like you know, the crazy thing is the two broiest kind of like you know, ridiculous old blue blood type things are lacrosse and crew, which is just canoeing. And <laughs> like, they're just two native American pastimes. I was just like, Oh, interesting. That's interesting. Because huh. of the brotherhood that is forged in those sports. Yeah. yeah. It happened. For but anyway, reason. yeah, I thought that was freaking crazy. Awesome. Like the way that they did that pivot where they're like, Hey, guess what? It's a beautiful storytelling game from the, Makers of the vanishing of Ethan Carter, and then he whips out that gun, and it's like, but also the developers behind <laughs> Bulletstorm and freaking Painkillers, and I was like, holy crap, dude! What a totally what? like out of left field mashup that we've never seen before. Yeah, I I freaking love that left turn. They like totally threw us for a loop. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was great. I'm excited for that one as well. They also announced that um, in addition to uh, Bayonetta one and two coming to Switch. Um, Bayonetta 3 was also announced, which is going to be a Switch exclusive. So they're ta- definitely taking the previous generations like Wii U Bayonetta 2 exclusivity and just passing that on to yeah, uh, yeah. to number three. Hopefully it will be more successful this time around. I mean, they've just come out with numbers that the Switch has already sold 10 million units. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty good. That's great um, for the so for nine months, less than yeah. nine months. That's great. I mean, so far as so far as we know. Um, Xbox One is still shy of 30 million. Um, and freaking PS4 is like way up there. I think it's like 70 or 80 now, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. It's, it's getting kind of crazy. Um, I, I'm trying to recall. I don't recall. Do you know off the top of your head how many PS4 got in the first year? Uh, because didn't Switch come out in like March or something this year? Switch came out in March. Well, the first year. Oh, you mean like. November to November for PS4, um, I think it was like 12 or 13 million. Okay. So so Switch is doing real well. Yeah. Uh, which is crazy because I think the last time we heard the numbers, it was like just shy of like five. Well, yeah, it was shy of five and... So it sold gangbusters that on was Black in, Friday. It must that, have been. Yeah, because that was in October and that... Because it was... Or no, it was in beginning of November because a couple days after Mario Odyssey had come out... They announced they sold, um, I think it was like two million units, like within Jeez. like the, fir- the first day or the first two days. Um, so you would it's imagine half ridiculous. the people that own the system have that game. Um, and so then, those freaking bundles worked. Oh yeah, those, well, those Mario not only that, but like, like the, I mean, just the, you know, the number that they've sold since then is just. 
it's pretty staggering twice over like in yeah. the span of like three weeks like that's insane that and they even had the it. stock like, to cover it yeah i love it i love the switch i think everybody should freaking have one because it's like i don't know it's 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 so perfect like right now i'm basically playing all of my games on either pc or switch right now and it's just like it's so good i'm at the point now where i'm like i really should find a way to get jess her own because she constantly plays mine and then i can't play it <laughs> yeah but i'm also like do i wait for the next model to come out and then give her this one and then i'll just get the new one but who yeah, knows when know. that would be yeah i don't know i'm wondering how much they could change it because they would probably still want all the joy con to work well that's the problem like it, they can't make it thinner yeah they can't unless because then it, like, it wouldn't because then, the, then the, the controllers wouldn't work. Unless it like bulged out, which would be kind of weird. Like that'd be uh, that would totally get rid of the reason to even make it thinner. Yeah, they can't make it smaller because that would change the aspect ratio of the thing. Because it's basically just the screen. Yeah, like I don't know how much you can do to it other than maybe add some more internal storage and a better kickstand. I don't. I mean, maybe, maybe that. But like, you could totally just get an add-on for that for like twenty or thirty bucks that just does that. Yeah, or a longer battery. Yeah, and they have they have those for that as well. Like when they come up with that that thing that slaps onto the back that the like switch is charge, very, the thing is I very thin on and a, like yeah, and adds like twenty hours or something better or like some something ridiculous like that. It's like yeah, like I'm gonna get that and then I'll be set. Yeah. So I don't I don't really know that they can do much more or like anything differently really. I don't know, and that's the thing. Like it, it's the only system that's come out that like I don't want to say it's perfect, but like. Unless they come out with a whole new line of Joy-Con, I don't know what all they can do because they don't want to confuse the market. Yeah, and they, that because that is the exact problem they had last generation. Yeah, and so the fact that like it's so focused and it's so working, I kind of feel like this is the thing. the 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 only thing that that strikes me as hard as the thought of this being what this thing is for the entirety of its life cycle is the idea that it's literally never been since what, like, let's see. Well, no, I mean, I guess most for, I guess the only times when it's been a different thing has been in the handhelds. And that, yeah, there was that's only, what I there was only one version of the NES, Super NES, N64. No, well, no, 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 GameCube. no, no. NES and Super NES had two different versions. NES had the top uh, loader. Well, I'm not counting. Wait, what? NES had the top loader. Wasn't that just the Japanese version, the Famicom? No, 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 no. There was a, a US NES that came out like really late in the life cycle. That was like a budget model. Um, that really? had that. The Wii had a bu- had the Wii Mini. That was a budget model. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um. GameCube was the same. Uh, N64 just had the colors. Was the same, yeah. Um, and they took out the Dolphin port from the bottom. Um, but like the handhelds, like they've had the handhelds have been massive because like the, the, how many different Game Boys were there? There, I mean, there were the Game Boy Light didn't even come in. There, come out. There in were the only US. two. There were only two Game Boys. There's Game Boy and Game Boy Pocket. Um, well, no, and Game Boy Light came well, out. Game in Boy Japan. Micro. Game Boy, I'm not uh, counting. I'm not counting the Japan ones. I'm counting only the ones that are available. Like, so you've got sure. Game Boy, Game Boy Pocket, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance. Yeah, then you have Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Color, Micro. But Game Boy Color, I count Game Boy and Game Boy Color and Game Boy Advance as different consoles. 
Because Advance didn't play... Like, you couldn't play Advance games on the first one. No. You couldn't play color games on the first... Well, I guess you... Could you play color games on the first one? You could play some color games on the first one. Yeah. So I count those as, as different. Um, whereas, like, the Game Boy, the Game Boy Pocket, and the Game Boy Micro are all the same thing. Well, the, the Micro is not. the Advance... Right? The Advance SP... Yeah, the Micro is... is uh, that was a Game Boy Advance one. Is it? Yeah. Dude, I'm freaking out of it. It's been a while. <laughs> Gotta keep up and, with your Nintendo also, knowledge. And also, I got I got two shots today. <laughs> oh, there you go. I got my freaking flu shot and my Tdap. Because, oh, you got uh, a flu shot? Oh my god, the government's got you controlled, man. You're screwed. No, I had to. I had to because uh, because next week I'm going to see my new niece. Oh, okay. Uh, and so I had to I had to be fully inoculated and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, or else I wouldn't be able to hold her and and we just hang can't around her and stuff like that. So. I can't. I can't do that. So no. I, I went and got my shots. I normally don't get them because I never get sick. Um, Shouldn't have said that. I I don't, dude. I haven't had the flu in like ten years. I got sick like ten times last winter. I don't know what it was. It was awful. Yeah, I don't know. Audrey gets sick all the time. I never do. Like hmm. she legit had. Well, she uh, works in a hospital. Weeks. That's different. No, she. But she doesn't work with patients. She works in the office doing like. Yeah, but like. Work. People and are in the, and out. The whole of there thing is and... the whole thing is I work from home, was in a house that was contaminated by her cold germs. She had two colds out of three weeks, two of them. There was one week where it was just like she had a cold the entire time. Then there was a week where she was better, then there was another week where she had a cold the entire time. I was taking care of her the entire time, both times, all this time, sleeping in the same bed, doing all the same stuff, never got sick at hmm. all. Like I just don't That's how I just have a I just have a baller immune system and I can eat anything. Yeah. Like I went to Mexico and drank the water. Like I freaking go to, you know, Malaysia and just eat like everything, freaking monkeys, whatever. Like it just doesn't, doesn't faze me. <laughs> it just doesn't bother me. I don't know. My, 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 bo- my body is made of sterner stuff, which is good. Brian. Um, but we got to have that herd immunity. You know what I'm saying? The herd immunity. Yeah. That's the biggest problem with, with the whole anti-vaxxer thing is that you're lowering herd immunity and then these things can become rampant and resurface and all that sort of stuff. Like in World War Z. Yes, indeed. Indeed. The World War Z was started by anti-vaxxers. They just didn't vaccinate, and then that zombie (laughs) virus just spread like wildfire, and now here we are. Terrible. That game's not going to be good. That game can't be good. I didn't think the movie was very good. That's what I mean. Like, And the movie, it's not like it came out recently. Like, I was in college when that movie came out. That's what everybody says. But... There's, there, this game has no business being good, and if it's good, then yeah, the, that's awesome. The last but. two, the last two games on this list that were announced, World War Z and Soul Calibur Six, I'm not interested in at all. I just wanted to put you're them not in interested there in, in Soul Calibur Six, dude. I don't like Soul Calibur. There, okay. There are so many fighting game series that are awesome, and out of all of the, I would rather some of the ones that aren't as appreciated as they should be now. I would like them to get more attention rather than bring back something that I don't care about. But that's just me. I know a lot of people are huge Soul Calibur fans, and I'm happy for them. This is just not. It doesn't register on my radar at all. No Ivy, no Nightmare. Not I mean, I I freaking like Nightmare. Like when I would play the game, I would play as Nightmare because I like freaking doing these crazy uppercuts with the weapons mm-hmm. and stuff. When I wasn't playing as Link, of course, the greatest... The Soul greatest Soul Calibur character that ever was. Yes. Uh, but, like, I just don't... First of all, I don't have any friends that play this. Um, all the friends that I have, like, playing 2D 
fighting games, and most of them like playing the Arc System Work games like I do because yeah. I introduced them to them. Yeah. So it's like between me and my buddy Tom and my buddy Matt and um, yeah, my buddy Tim, it's basically like it's Blaze Blue and Guilty Gear and Persona 4 Arena, and that's kind of it. So how um, did you feel about that Blaze Blue trailer that dropped at PSX? The, um, what is it, crossed, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this has been. It's. It wasn't. That wasn't when it was announced. It's been announced before now. Before. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and like, it's cool. Like, because basically, it combines like a lot of that good, good Arc System work stuff. Because like, it's characters from Persona Four Arena versus characters from Blaze Blue versus Ruby versus like. Uh, oh, is that some, what it is? Yeah, that was Ruby. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't realize really, that. Really cool. It's really cool. That she was the one that showed up at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. Know it's who that really, was. it's really awesome. I'm fully anticipating that that's gonna be a. Re- it looks like basically if you take all of the Arc System fighting work, uh, Arc System Works fighting games, and combine that sort of gameplay with like Marvel vs. Capcom. Yeah, and that sounds like freaking awesome. Like between that <laughs> and Dragon Ball Fighter Z, like there's a lot of good action coming for your boy. I am a little bit annoyed that that game isn't in the Guilty Gear engine. Like Dragon Ball Fighter Z is, uh, or sorry, well, no, sorry. doesn't Blaze Blue have its own? Correctly, it's it's Dragon Ball Fighters, but doesn't I, that I, have its own engine, Blaze Blue? It does, but it hasn't been. So okay, so Guilty Gear came out, then Arc System Works lost the rights to make games based on that license for a while, right? And so they created their own kind of thing uh, again in Blaze Blue. And then after a while, they got the rights back. And so then they're like, okay, we're going to make new Guilty Guilty Gear games. But they'd made the Blaze Blue games in an engine similar to the old Guilty Gear games. And when you blow those up on like giant TVs, they kind of look jaggy and not great. And so they made the games like the new Guilty Gear, like Guilty Gear Exard, Exard Sign, Exard Rev, and Rev V2. Um, Those games all look incredible. And as you've seen... The new Dragon Ball Fighters game looks incredible because it's made in that same engine where it looks just like the anime and stuff like that. But when they came out with Blaze Blue Central Fiction, I was hoping, because that was after Guilty Gear Exard Sign, I was hoping they would put it in that new engine, but they just kept using the same Blaze Blue engine. Uh, like, Dang it, like it just doesn't look good. The problem is the gameplay in Blaze Blue, I still think is the best, but it's being held back by this like engine that doesn't look as good yeah and so if like legit if blaze blue central fiction came out with the guilty gear the new guilty gear engine it would be probably my favorite fighting game of all time um it's just incredible yeah um the characters are amazing the story is amazing the freaking gameplay is you can't beat it like the only thing that would compete with that is like persona 4 arena ultimax maybe um but uh needless to say Cross tag battle looks super, super awesome. I hope that it really, really brings the type mechanics from Persona 4 Arena and Blaze Blue into like this whole cross kind of um, franchise melange and really delivers on the goods. Because if it does, then I think we're in for a lot of awesome fighting game coolness. Word. So yeah, much hype. So what else did you see at PSX that got you excited because i feel like there weren't a whole lot of 
So PSX, no. PSX traditionally, for those who weren't aware, it's PlayStation Experience happens in Anaheim uh, in December every year. Um, mm-hmm. Typically, they have a proper conference. They announce what's coming to PS4, Vita, if there is anything, um, and yeah, it's just like a, it's like E3 for just PlayStation. And yeah. this year, rather than take that approach, they took the approach of having um, a lot of more like intimate panels with people who were like first party developers and um, are their games are like coming out within the next year. So they had like yeah. a sit down with the God of War director, the Horizon Zero Dawn director. Um, what's the other one? Uh, I keep wanting to say near and it's not. Um, um, the Detroit Become Human. Thank you. Yeah, Detroit Become Human and Dreams. And which, by the way, the the Dreams thing, I was like, okay, okay. Now I see what this is. Now I understand like that this is actually and, a game. Here's the thing: like I, I had no doubt in my mind. Dreams was exactly what I thought it was. Um, and that's here's this engine that we've created. Uh, it it's the Little Big Planet Two engine. Not engine, but like that concept just amplified like tenfold, where yeah. you can create an entire game or experience or whatever out of it, um, which is really cool. It's and great. I will say like that that studio is like full of geniuses and stuff like that. It, it's so it's cool. unbelievable the stuff that they've managed to create. My problem is the people. There are some few people in that community, at least if Little Big Planet Two is anything to be remembered by. Um, that created things like there were some things that it was like, oh, this is neat, but it never felt great. Yeah, it was just kind of cool that it existed. Um, but little, but nonetheless, little it was, was impressive. too floaty for its own good. Yeah, it needed to control more like a Mario, like with like tight platforming instead of feeling all floppy. And I know that you're 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 controlling a freaking stuffed animal, and so it's gonna feel a little mushy. Like but that, that's not that even what I'm talking sense, about. Like, like that's not like people would create like racing games in it or like Street Fighter clones and stuff like that. And like that was all well and good and cool, but um, it never felt like a really tight experience whenever you were in any of that user created content. Mm. So, and, and I was then just saying, the rest I th- of the I game, I think that kind of extends to the base game. Well, and that's that like the base game itself, uh, the level design in, in those games are great. Like that was why yeah. I always played them. Um, it's really clever. Yeah. But that's from a studio of people that literally built the system from the ground up and then built a game around it. Yeah. Which I have no doubt in my mind. So, so you're not confident that the community will be able to do something crazy. I, I, I with think it this. takes the. I think the problem with these kind of games, like I'm glad they exist. Don't get me wrong. Like I think it's a great idea, um, and I hope I'm proven wrong. But the people that are talented enough and know enough of what they're doing to create a game that is good enough to be like, have you played this thing in Dreams? Like if that's a sentence I get to pl- to say a year from now, that is awesome. Like that is the yeah they've achieved their goal. My problem is anybody that I think anybody that's capable of creating a game or an experience or whatever within the dreams engine is probably just making it in a real game engine. (laughs) They're probably using unity or unreal engine four or whatever. Oh, you're saying so those people would be indie developers in their own right, Right. making their own games on other platforms or whatever. What I see dreams in little big planet two as is it's the, we fit for fat people. Like, it is the <laughs> let's buy this thing that inspires me. Man, I should really go to the gym. I like I'm inspired. When I first played We Fit, I lost like 80 pounds. 
Um, because really? I, yeah, because I finally was like, wow, like I really need to be a more active person. And like it really, and I kept track, there's pictures on Facebook. I kept track of my weight and it like plummeted. Um, and so if you take dreams and give it to a kid who's 12 years old and they realize, wow, game development, that's not a career I really thought that I would be interested in. And they can kind of take their life down that path, and that's all well and good. So I think the inception part of that game that like I think it's able to instill upon people is very important and very cool. But hmm. I don't expect that a year from now, you and I are going to be sitting here going, man, you've got to play this whatever Mario simulator somebody yeah. created in Dreams that was yeah, just I, breathtaking. I don't think so. I hope so. Yeah, I, I would love so. that, but... That's definitely not my plan. Yeah. <laughs> so if it happens, it'll have to happen because it'll be like a Hellblade situation where it's like too many people are talking about it, and like we're just like I need I need to I need to experience this. I need to see what this is about. Yeah. And I guess we'll see if that happens. But best wishes to them. Like, like I, I wish I, them I will great buy success. and play that game, but because I, I have no doubt the stuff that Media Molecule is going to put into it for like the single player stuff is going to be great. But I don't have a whole lot of faith in the community. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm more in the camp of like I'm not sure that game is even going to be for me at the base level, so I'm just going to kind of see what other people think before I jump into it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So PSX was a little bit lackluster. I thought the game awards were great. I really enjoyed watching them. Mm-hmm. Um. It didn't even. There were parts that we said it in our Twitter chat. It didn't even feel like an award show because there were so many freaking announcement trailers. Yeah. Also, the freaking uh, there were so many people that I was like, I love this man. Like the, <laughs> the guy from the Way Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that guy was totally. He was coked out of his mind. You could tell. You think so? One hundred. Are you kidding me? You think he was on crack? That guy legitimately said "fuck the Oscars" on like a, yeah, a streaming platform, like in front of like millions of people. <laughs> it was yes, really great. He was coked out of his mind. He was coked out of his mind at E three. You could tell. I thought he's well. Har- I mean, yeah. Harvey literally said, "Man, I could really go for some coke right now." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, it's 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 great. It was great. I had a really great time watching it. Yeah. Um, and while I was watching it, I was also playing something in the background, and uh, you should know, my good friend, I have done it. I have completed Mario Odyssey. Now, what does that mean when you say, so hold on. We got a screenshot of Brian's TV while he was watching the Game Awards and playing Mario Odyssey. And Uh I found out a dirty little secret about him. And that's that Brian plays this game with assist mode because he's a little baby bitch. Um, Excuse me, sir. It is my choice how I play games. That is... The part I don't understand is you're like, I love getting skull fucked in Dark Souls and Bloodborne and all I these never said that. really difficult games. Like, they're my favorite see, franchises. See, and then you're like, Mario Odyssey? No, no, no. It's too much. I'd rather see, play with a system. <laughs> see, here's the problem. You have, a mis- you have a fundamental misunderstanding of my relationship with the Dark Souls games. You think I like getting punished. No, 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 no. No, sir. I am the one who does the punishment. <laughs> I am the one who does if the If that's the case, then Mario Odyssey shouldn't be no challenge for you, and you should it be able isn't. to play without assist mode on. It isn't a challenge, and I did the first three quarters of the game without assist mode on. But you know what? 
I got tired of running back when I, on the off chance, I fell off some mountain into lava and instantly died and then had to start over. I prefer for the game to to help the game respect my time so that I can get on to other games. I don't have time so wait, to be wasting what happens this. if you like fall off a ledge with assist mode on, what happens? Does it bubble you up? A bubble pops up around you and it puts you back to where you fell off. Interesting. And that saved me so I didn't much realize time. that. I thought you were doing it just for health bar's sake. No. Because I was like, dude, that's, I'm doing that to that's save why I was giving you such a hard time about it. five minute run back to where I was. I legitimately was like, that's bullshit. Because last night I had a moment, was it last night or two nights ago? I was playing the Snow Kingdom, and there was a part where you have to run a, you have to run up around this area, but you have to catch those like fast flower things, and you mm-hmm. have to keep throwing your hat at them. And like, Oh, I, that was so fun. Dude, I was getting mad at that part. Um, oh, really? I couldn't figure out the turning. In, in that whole like section. Oh, yeah. it, it took me a while. There was one world where the first thing that I think I did was the one where you had to go up the, maybe this was in the, there was one that was over water. I think that was the first one I did the one over water with like the spinning stone things. Um, and then there was one in the snow where like you ended up going up like this giant hill at the end. That's the one. That's the one that I got stuck on. One. Yeah. Where, where yeah. you have to like do like a hard pivot. Um, it's yeah, like very one sharp before, 90 degree angles. There's one before there that's on water, and that was the one where I learned how to do it properly because I sucked at first. And then by the end of that one, I was like, okay, I've got this. And then when I got to the snow one, I did it my first try. Oh, wow. Um, but like once you, once you get it, and like I don't know, have you done Eventually I figured it out. I got it. What'd you say? Yeah. I was going to say, like if you've done some of the turtle races and stuff, like there's some of those where you have to use those and you have to be like really quick on it. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, there's there there are some things that, that the game teaches you. And by the way, your freaking trick with the with the volleyball thing totally worked. Oh, Cappy? Yes. Yeah. So I did two player mode and did that and it was freaking easy. Yeah. Um which is good. Like there were a couple like that um that I didn't want to do. Like I didn't want to do the jump rope one, I didn't want to do the beach volleyball one, and then like I just like I just did it. Like I just sat and did it. And it's like this isn't super fun. And so after those um, less so the beach ball one. Cause that one was kind of fun, but the jump rope one, I was like, this isn't very fun. I got yeah. the first one. I was like, I don't want to do a hundred. And so I didn't get, there are three power moons that I don't have, but I have all the rest. Um, I don't have the master cup one, um, on Lake kingdom. And I don't have either of the pro level freaking, uh, bouncing polar bear races. Oh, ones. I got those I, super I, easily. Cause I hate those. It's just not fun, so I just didn't do it. Oh wow! I could totally do it, but I don't. Wait, I how many moons do you have right now? Like eight hundred and sixty-seven. Holy or something. shit! Okay, yeah. I thought you were at like I have five hundred moons. I beat the game. No, 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 no. I'm done. I've okay. beaten the game completely. Okay. Um, I've done. I've done everything. I've gotten every coin. I've gotten every power moon except for those three. I beat the dark side. I beat the darker side and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow. I was working on darker side when the game awards started. Oh, okay. Um, and so then afterwards I did that. So I'm like 99.999% done with, uh, with, uh, with that game. So, did you, and I'm, and I'm good. Did you see the article about the gentleman who beat the entire game where his jump counter was zero? Uh, no, but I, I wanted to watch that. I've just been a little bit busy running around getting shots and stuff like that. I mean, it's a lot of him throwing Cappy and then diving at him, but it, it's impressive nonetheless. Like he finishes the entire yeah. game with, I've zero. heard it's real weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Like it's it's a it's a good game. I like it. Mechanically, <laughs> spend a hundred hours with it. It's a good game. I like it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is. It is. I would definitely. It's it's. 
man, as the year goes on, it's saying it's being it's it's harder and harder to say that something's in my top five. Because it's like if if I would have said like something before this week, I would have been like, oh yeah, definitely. Mario's definitely in my top five, probably my top three. Now I'm like, Eesh, I don't know, dude. Mario might not be in my top five. Wow. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. It's like, you know, stuff I, like I play stuff like like Edith Finch or like Pyre. And I'm just like, holy crap, dude. Like this, this year does not stop. Yeah. There's a lot of like very hidden gems of games that like people talked about a ton when they came out and then that was it. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that, do you want to talk about, um, maybe Edith Finch? Please. (laughs) So Friday night I downloaded Edith Finch on my PC. And what remains of Edith Finch? It. It's a walking simulator. It, I, what did I tell you, dude? <laughs> like, I wanted to be mad at you to the point where I like didn't talk to you for a whole day about Assassin's Creed, but I was so happy that you told me to play Edith Finch, and it like it changed. It I don't say changed my life, but like it's I've never played a game. Oh, God, it's so hard to talk about this without spoiling. Yeah, the game does a very good job at. You you know that something is about to happen in a certain scenario, and it happens time and time again. In various scenarios, like you know what is about to happen, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. But the game makes you... It puts you through the paces of, okay, this is the way this is going to go. And when you realize it's like getting to the point where the event is going to occur. You're like, Oh God, no. Oh God, no. And then it happens. And like, I just, it it broke me so many times, like over and over again. Yep. And the, the finale of the game is just like, I, I sent a picture to Brian. I was like, I just burst out into tears. Like I've never cried. I haven't cried like that in, in, I don't even know how long where all of a sudden I was, Oh God, no. Oh, Oh my God. And like, it just, it, I was overcome with just so much emotion. Um, let me let me try to put this in as in as cryptic a way as I can. The kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. And what's funny is, while I was at that point, it was probably like one thirty or two in the morning, and like, yeah, I, I was like really tired, and I was in the kingdom at the. This is not a spoiling a whole lot, but like, there's like a swimming section. Or like a sailing section, I guess you would say. Oh, yeah. And yeah. you're going through it, and I'm starting to fall asleep at my computer, and I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, shit, I'm playing this game. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, what's happening? And then all of a sudden, I woke up, and then the whole rest of the game, I was just like wide awake, bright-eyed, and bushy-tailed. Got this yeah. whole second wind, and then was just a hot mess. Yeah. Like, I, I was texting everyone, like, what the... What did I just play? Like, what is this yeah. game? Yeah. It's really, really amazing. It's it, like, it's not expensive. It's not long. Um, nope. And I like, I want to, it's, it's not like of, anything else you're going to play this year. It's not. And it's one of those games that like, I want to, I want to like give it to my dad. Like, I want to give it to somebody who doesn't play games and be like, this is what games. That's a can be that's a great idea like i want to give it to somebody who doesn't play a lot of games and just be like just go through this and play it for what it is i'm just interested to see what you think of it and either you know if they come out the other side and love it or hate it or whatever but 
it's an important game to show like what what games can be what like i mean this game took what five years to make something like that something like that yeah i mean this is this is like up there with like below and you know tacoma as like a game that we've known has been being made for like a while well and also i don't know how i didn't put two and two together giant sparrow's last game the unfinished swan the only game that has ever given me vertigo um i was interesting i was a little worried to play this one well so especially because it's just a house that's just constantly being built up and up and up and up well and you're constantly (laughs) turning and but the unfinished swan was difficult for i think my you know internals um because all it was was a white dot on the screen you throwing paint yeah and not really knowing what where to go until that surface was covered and I mean, yeah, Which that is was only really a problem in the beginning of the game, but yeah, but I mean, it, it, it messed me up. I could, I, I literally, I was sick for a whole day after playing some of that game. Jeez. Yeah. It, I've never had that happen ever since then, but, and it was a shame cause I liked where it was going, but mm. yeah, I, I want to give it to somebody who like, <sighs> like they look at a video game and they're just like, Oh, it's just super Mario brothers and blah, blah, blah. Be like, no, you need to play no, this or Tacoma or something. Yeah. Like Firewatch or any of yes. this. But it, it's a, it's an important game. It's yeah. it, I posted something on Facebook. A friend of mine from um, high school, Ragu, um, actually commented and was like, um, I, di- I didn't play it. I watched somebody play it, but it reminded me a lot of The Vanishing of Ethan Carter, which yeah. I haven't played yet. And now I'm like, like, did that come out this year? Uh, or was that last year? I think it was last year. Because I'm like really tempted to play it now. I mean, you should. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go in expecting another Edith Finch. Yeah, because I think Edith Finch is definitely better. There are some really, really, really cool things that Ethan Carter does specifically towards the end. Um, so it's like, yeah, yeah. But it's it's Ethan Carter is another game that's not that long. Yeah. Um, I also yeah, love the uh, and it's it's a silly thing, but the way that the text is displayed in this game and then yes, how it breaks apart when you approach it. Yep. Yep. And it's also, it's almost comic sans, but it's not quite, it's like a classy comic sans. It's very yeah, nice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the world of, of, of Edith Finch is like, it's just really amazing and well-realized. It's like this tiny corner of the world, but in every way that it presents itself, it's like totally in, in this weird way. It's like almost it's like it comes right to the edge before it would be like kind of absurdist, but it's still totally believable. Yeah. Um, and that's just, it's, it's hard to do that. Well, and the, the attention to detail in every, there's a lot of bedrooms in this game. I'll just say that Yeah. yeah. in every bedroom and, and the diversity amongst all of the characters was like, yes, stark. Um, Whoever was in charge of, like, freaking set design is a mess. Well, not even, like, set design, just, like, asset management in this game. Like, how many fucking assets are in this game? It's it's an absurd amount. And I... I don't think I ever saw anything, and I was like, oh, that's a repeated texture. Like, I was actually... I took a while where I was in the kitchen. So when you're walking around in the very beginning of the game, you're in the kitchen. Oh, dude, the kitchen looks like a real kitchen. Well, not only does it look like a real (laughs) kitchen, but, like, there's stacks of books everywhere and i'm like why are all of these here and if you look like there i don't know if i found a duplicate a duplicate um title name for a book yeah like 
and, and there's hundreds of books in that game. Like, how do you do yeah. that? It's insane. It's really good. <laughs> the soundtrack's also incredible. I already pre-ordered it's, it. Uh-huh. It's extremely, it's extremely good. Um, the only pro- where did you play it? Uh, PC. Okay, okay. okay. Because everybody was have, like, it's got some performance issues on. Uh, did you have any sort of stuttering or anything? Not at all. Okay, not, good. Yeah, yeah. I had that. I had some of that on Xbox One. I picked it up in a sale with Tacoma. I bought those two games, and man, what a freaking great pick! Like yeah. both of them, freaking really great games. Um, and that was the thing, like both of them had some kind of frame stuttering. I kind of, because due to money, I don't think I'm going to be getting an Xbox one X anytime soon. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I'm probably just going to lean very, very heavily into, um, playing these sorts of games on PC, uh, just because I feel like that's going to alleviate all of these issues. Well, and I don't think, um, I don't know that I'll play another walking sim on anything but a PC at this point. Like I loved, like Jess had already gone to bed. Cat was in there, had the headphones on. It was just me in this game, and I haven't had that experience—an experience like that in a while, where I could yeah. just get totally immersed for that long of an amount of time and yeah. play something from start to finish. Um, yeah. I think the last thing was Firewatch, and that was on PS4. Yeah. Um, but it was—I'm so glad I played it, dude. Like it, yeah, masterful. I and that—that that was one of the things that I was saying. Like I was so bummed out that you didn't like AC Origins, but like I felt better because of how much you liked Edith Finch. And out of those two games. If I had to pick one for you to really get everything out of it that I got out of it, it would have been Edith Finch. Yeah. Like, because that's, it's just, it's awesome. Like, if you have not played this game, like, this is legitimately probably in the top five for me of the of games that came out this year. Like, And that should I, freaking say something. I would agree. Um, I'm going to post on uh, our Instagram the picture that I sent you when the yeah. episode goes live and just say, <laughs> just be like, don't be sad, the new episode, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. Because it's like, I haven't had a cry like that in a long time. <laughs> and it feels good. Like, it's a good, yeah, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. It's definitely kind of a, it's a bittersweet game. And it's, uh, I think the only issue, like, I'm glad I got it on a sale. I think it was like 12 bucks. I think if I paid $20 for it, I would be a little bummed just because it is over so quickly. Um, like, unless you decide, hey, I'm going to take my time with this and really like just explore the I world did. very intricately which is um, what I, did, yeah. I probably beat it in like three or four hours maybe mm-hmm. um because like i, I definitely I took, a, yeah. I took my time with it but um it wasn't like i had i played it all in one sitting like it wasn't like i stopped and made yeah. food or you know anything like that yeah, yeah it's great it's, it's freaking fantastic um, another fun game that I played, which kind of, uh, I played uh, Battleship Brigade. Oh yeah. You said you were going to. Yeah. Yeah. I played a little bit of that. I think I played like an hour, hour and a half, something like that mm-hmm. of that game. Um, dude, the puzzle, the puzzle game is real. <laughs> is it really? really fun? It's really fun, dude. The, the kind of combat and stuff feels like very kind of thin and the animations are, I don't know. It's definitely... The puzzle stuff is definitely my favorite part of it. Um, the world building is really good. The voice acting is universally great. Um, so, like, there are a lot of different characters around the world. So, like, there's this place where you can go and you can do... Uh, you can be, like, a line chef. Um, and basically, they're, like, these little micro-puzzles. Where it's basically just make this shape and this combination of colored, like, orbs 
in this thing, and then somebody will run past, pick up the order, and rush it out to the to the uh, you know to the customer, and then you just go to the next one, and they just have all these things that are setting up, and they're just on timers. So if you take too long to solve the puzzle, it'll just the customer will get fed up and they'll leave the restaurant. Uh, and so you're just going and you're like making these things and they just get slightly more complex as time goes on and stuff. And then you've also got, uh, you know, there's like a hunter's lodge where it's like, hey, go out and hunt this specific monster and that's what you need to do and bring me back, you know, this sort of a thing and you can earn money that way. And then there's another one where it's like, hey, I need you to solve this puzzle and create like they're like bigger, much bigger puzzles where it's like your, your pot is full of ingredients and you have to like stir them up around and like collapse them down and stuff like that. It's kind of like a combination between luminous and Tetris attack. Okay. Cause like you're rotating four square blocks um, and you're trying to line up like three in a row and they'll collapse into one of a higher level. Oh, okay. Uh, so like when you, when you line up three blues, they'll combine into a level two blue. And then when you combine three level two blues, they'll go to a level three blue, and that's the highest level there is. Um, and then, uh, well, what happens to it? Like, if, do they just build up? Do they? Yes. Okay. Um, and so that will determine. However, the 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 more things that you combine, the higher the level of your dish that you're creating. Oh, okay. Because like the whole idea of this game is that. In this world, monsters totally overran everything. And so what they did was, at the same time that monsters were overrunning everything, the monsters were also eating all the people's food. So there was a there was a food crisis, a, few, a food shortage, and a freaking monster population explosion at the same time. And so to combat this, they got um, these people called the, the these brigadiers. Um, and so they went out and they slayed the monsters and then they cooked the monsters to provide food for the people. And so they've kind of got this annual competition to see who will be inducted into the ranks of these like legendary warrior chefs. Um, and it's like a really interesting like idea. Um, and so you play as Mina, who is this girl who run, who's like helps run the family restaurant and stuff, but she really wants to become a brigadier. And so she like runs off really early and tries to, you know, join up and show off her culinary skills. And she's also good in combat and she's got like magic abilities and stuff. So you basically are on a timer in these competitions and they're like, okay, go. And they'll say, okay, what I want is there's a secret ingredient that you have to use very much like Iron Chef, which is what everybody's been uh, comparing it to. Go out and get like this, like monster buffalo. Like I want you to use parts from monster buffalo and I want the flavor profile to be um, very earthy which earth stuff is the green stuff. Right. Um, or, or red. I forget which one it is, but you get the idea. Yeah. It's like one of the colors. So like you have to have more higher level items of a certain color in there. And you also have to kill a certain amount of this monster and also include those ingredients in there. So you'll go out and there'll be all sorts of different types of monsters. You beat them up, you pick up the stuff you can't hold very much. And then you bring them back and stick them on the shelf. Gotcha. And then you take those ingredients, you you go over to like your skillet or whatever, your big pot, and then you throw in the ingredients that you want and you select them. And then they'll drop down um, from the top pretty much instantly all the way to the bottom, like, like a luminous block or whatever. Um, and then you go in and you're like, okay, I'm going to stir the pot. And that's when you go through and you, you like move and maneuver the little blocks to get them to combine and level up and stuff. 
And the more times you do that, the higher the, the, the score for that dish. And you're also on a timer. So it's like, you're constantly like, okay, I need to throw this in and I need to combine this in this way and, and do that. And I got to make sure I don't run out of time. And maybe I, I need more ingredients. So I run out and like kill more monsters and bring that back really fast. And then you bring that forward and you place it on the altar in front of the judge. And then they compare your, what you did versus your opponent. And whoever, uh, like if you, if you uh, obey both of the uh, things that you need from there, you get a score bonus. And then, you know, based on how many level threes of whatever type that you needed, then, you know, you'll, you'll either win or lose. And so I've done like three or four matches, I think, um, so far. It's really fun. It's, uh, it's really interesting. The, the combat is kind of lackluster to me personally, um, but the puzzle mechanics are really interesting, especially because you can buy different types of pots. So like right now there, you start off with one and it's like, you have to combine, uh, three of each type to combine into one, but you can get a blue, uh, you can get a blue pot and it only takes two to combine into one of a higher level, but it only combines ones that are blue. So like none of your other stuff can combine. So like you're picking so like you can pick it up out of that pot and put it in another pot and like do the blue stuff real quick and then bring it back to the general pot and then you can mix everything and it's it's really cool. It's a really interesting premise and it's a very unique game that I think is really interesting. So if you're if you're kind of into like an indie game, it's pretty cheap. I think it's like 15 bucks, I don't know. Um, it's something like that. Like it's, it's very affordable and it's a really interesting, um, thing. Almost everything is voiced in this game and the voice acting is really good. And what are you playing this on? I'm playing this on steam. Okay. Um, I didn't, I, they, they were out of, uh, of switch codes. So okay. I, I got a steam one. Um, so yeah, but it's good. It's really good. It's a lot of fun. Um, other than that, I bought, uh, there's a GOG sale. So I bought the Witcher three, um, the whole game of the year with all the DLC stuff. I started playing that was like, Oh my God, I'm going to get totally addicted to this again. I cannot do this. I have to play all these other games. <laughs> so I had to push myself away from it. Um, and then I started playing pyre and that sort of thing. Um, elseways, I started doing the, uh, champions ballad and trial of the sword DLC for Don't, Zelda. That cool. Don't say anything. Uh, there are some really, really cool moments in the champions ballad. I've only done one of them so far. Um, cool. Let's move on. Uh, and then I did the Trial of the Sword, which have you done Trial of the Sword? Nope, because every time I try to play this game, I literally just hear your voice saying, Chris, you have so much other shit you have to play. Why are you doing this? Dude, legit, that was the exact same thing with me. I was and like, I'm like, because uh, if I start playing it, that it, that's it. That's all I'm going to yeah, play. Exactly. And that's part of the thing where I was like, legit, Audrey, if you see me playing a game that you recognize, tell me to stop. Like, <laughs> because all I want to do right now is play the Witcher three and Zelda, but like, I can't, like I have to get to different games and I'm glad that I did because like, if I had just kept doing more Zelda stuff, I would never have played Pyre. And yeah. that's one of my favorite games of this year so far. But the trial of the sword is basically like a bunch of dungeons in a row that you have to do with nothing. And, um, every branch that you beat raises the power of your master sword by 10. So it goes from 30 to 40, then 40 to 50, then 50 to 60. Right. So I finished the last one. So now my master sword is always 60 power. Um, and it's just freaking awesome. So I'm really, really glad I did. Tyler was telling me I had to do it. And so I did it. I'm really glad. Um, and now I just, I want to get through the champions ballad stuff. That'll probably be what I'm playing on the go. If I can't like take my laptop and play, you know, other games, you know, on steam or whatever, while I'm on Christmas vacation, I um, really want to play, uh, b before I forget that it even exists, 
the Overwatch Winter stuff that is out. Uh, and you you have that on PC? Yeah. Okay, well, we can do that together if you want. I would love that. Apparently, there's yeah. like a mini boss where you play fight a Yeti or something. That could be fun. Yeah. The Yeti um, uh, gorilla guy, whatever. I, I don't know. I yeah, saw one picture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it is. I mean, it looks like the it looks like the Yeti skin from the the, um, the freaking gorilla guy that has a giant lightning gun and whatever. Oh my god! Why Winston. am I blanking on his name? Winston. There you go. Anyway, yeah, but it's it's uh, there's freaking tons of good stuff uh, out there. So those at, are our thoughts on all those sorts of games. <laughs> at what point do I'm getting close to the point where I'm just gonna be like, "Fuck it, I'm playing what I want." Because so last year was sure. the year of I'm playing games that no one will play. This year was I'm playing games that everyone is talking about. And now I think that next year is going to be the games that I actually want to play. And everyone else could just shut their mouths. Because I really think sure. that that's what's going to happen. Well, and, and I don't want you to... You shouldn't feel pressure to play. Like, you should play what you want. The problem with... And please let me know your thoughts on Twitter at Tribes93. The problem with hosting a podcast is that if only one of us plays a lot of different games, the other one just sits here. And a lot of times... <laughs> That person is me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I just want to feel like I'm contributing, but I also want to have fun. And Nintendo is very good at doing that. Yes, yes. Yeah, Nintendo's Nintendo's pretty good. So we're gonna we're Stella gonna got their talk groove a lot back. About, yeah, we're gonna talk a lot about Nintendo in the in the coming weeks, particularly the last podcast of this year. Yes. I think we're going to probably spend a whole lot of time talking about Nintendo in in several different capacities, but I'm good. I'm ready to wrap it up. I'm ready to wrap it. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you very much, ladies and germs. Just making fun of guys. <laughs> wow. Uh, for joining us for episode 72, just going to take a little sip out of the... Of the platformers. I have been your host, Brian Barnett, and my lovely co-host right here. Was any of that necessary? Really? It wasn't. Was, it wasn't God, at all. How much of this is necessary, if we're being real? I mean, all of it is not, but... <laughs> <laughs> here we are, anyway, week by week. Yeah, yeah thanks, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter at Ribnack. R-I-B-N-A-X. You can hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Shrives93, S-H-R-I-V-E-S-9-3. You can follow us corporately at Platformers Pod. You can watch us stream on twitch.tv slash the Platformers Podcast. You can check out stuff that Mr. Shriver is posting over at theplatformerspodcast.com. Um, you can review us or like us or subscribe to us all over the place. Whatever. Do your things. You know what the deal is. Um, and until next time, what, what, what should we tell them to do? Play Edith Finch, probably play Edith Finch. Seriously. Play Edith Pinch or play Edith Pinch. Play Edith. Like tell everyone in your life to fuck off for four hours and just play Edith Finch with headphones on. And then your life will be different afterwards. And then you'll want to see all those people because you'll realize how important they are. Here's what, here's what you got to do. You got to play Edith Finch and then immediately, immediately go play Pyre. No, play Edith Finch and take a picture of yourself weeping and then yeah, post and send it, it to, to yeah, send it yeah, to send the, it to the Platformers Podcast on Twitter at Platformers Pod. Yeah, 
So yeah, definitely go do that. Go have yourself a feel good week. Or if you play Edith Finch, maybe a not so feel good week. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, enjoy it. And we'll catch you next time. Because until then, we are out.